Hi, listeners. Welcome back to the Absolutely ADHD podcast. Hi, everyone. Hi, Alana. Hey, everyone. Hi, Sam. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's really nice weather here, but Austin has finally started to slip into summer, which for anyone who has ever been to Texas in the summer, that is terrible news. Look at that slicked back ponytail. Leave me alone. We are. <laughs> we talked about this last week. I was so excited for my hairstyling stuff to come in, and it came. And we did this when you and I both got round, like blowout brushes. Not brushes, but do you know what I mean? Like the yeah, two the, in one, like the blow dry brushes. Yeah. Um, it takes a minute, you know, to like figure out how it works with you. And now I have my blow drying routine down to 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Like I can do a full blowout. But like today was the first day using my slick back cream and I don't know how it worked. It looks good. I love it. I am so excited. So I was thinking about it like every time I'm not on my stories on Instagram for a while I always say it's either I'm hyper-focused on something or I'm depressed. Honestly. And then sometimes it's a healthy combination of both of them. So Right, exactly. But this time I've been like, <laughs> I've been like MIA from social media and I'm not depressed, which is but a good you are hyper-focused. I am. I am. So I'm so excited to tell you guys about the new program that I'm building and my new thoughts on this approach. So I am going to start creating resources for professionals, coaches, therapists, like for how to work with people with ADHD. I think that is such a good idea. And I love what you're doing. Like how you're creating that is like you're actually utilizing the resources that you had when you were in social work. And Mm -hmm. I just think that this is going to be such a good resource Because, you know, the knowledge is always changing and it's up to like people in the mental health profession to like do continual education. And this could be such a good way for them to do that. That's exactly what I'm thinking. And right now I'm thinking I'm going to start with specifically doing a course just for coaches. So like life coaches, business coaches, um, fitness coaches, trainers, like nutritionists, that kind of group, Mm -hmm. um, and create some resources specifically geared towards you guys, if that's who you are. So I'm just so excited. So if any of you guys are coaches and are interested or have learned from any of my content or this podcast, and you're interested in like chatting with me about any of this stuff, please send me a message. I would love as much input as I can get from people in the field. And yeah, I'm just like really excited. You know, I've been like so obsessed with this, Sam. Yeah, definitely stay tuned. So that'll be good. Very exciting. So so exciting. So today, um, our topic we're going to talk about is how to get out of burnout. Yeah, burnout is not fun at all. It's not. And I think a lot of us, because, you know, the way that our brains work, we're always on the go, always looking for the next thing and everything. And so we tend to just add more and more and more to our plates and until we just kind of hit a wall. And on top of that, we're also just going through every day, you know, managing our ADHD symptoms, trying to work through it, trying to mask those symptoms for the people around us. It's exhausting. And eventually we come to this place where we just are so exhausted, it almost feels like we literally cannot function. There, I know there have even been a couple of days like during my work week when getting through it is so painful to the yeah. point where I need to take a nap. And I love naps. I'm a huge napper. I think they're wonderful, but not when I'm using it as a crutch, you know? Yeah, 
Absolutely. It's so, I, it's interesting too, because I know a lot of people like they can't sleep. When I'm burned out, like for me, I'm so excited. All I can think about is getting back into bed at the end of the day. Yeah. And I guess thinking about that, it's not even necessarily about the sleep. It's just like, when can I not do anything else and yeah. just like lay there? You That's know? how I feel. Like, when can I turn everything off? Like, yeah. no one is expecting anything of me. I think that's my thing is I will always, you know me, I will always have painfully high expectations of myself that I can't mm-hmm. reach because they're impossibly high and not logical. And I feel like I have this moment when I'm in bed where I'm like, everyone is in bed right now. No one is needing anything of me until the morning. So I can finally like right. take a deep breath. Mm-hmm. Like me feel me laying here. I can't feel guilty or lazy because yeah, it's kind of what we're supposed to be doing at night. I can't feel guilty. And I felt, yeah. I feel that a lot when I go on vacation too, outside of the whole relief that you feel about being on vacation, you know, like you get a time off, blah, 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 spend time with family, friends or whatever. For me, it's like everyone knows that I'm on vacation right now. So no one is expecting anything from me. And honestly, Mm. that even applies outside of work. Like, I mean, like, I struggle, you know this, I struggle a lot with texting. It feels really overwhelming for me sometimes. And sometimes I'm pretty good about it, like answering in a timely manner. But sometimes I just can't. And I know that my friends get must get frustrated with it. You know, like I would get frustrated with it. And when friends don't text me back in a timely manner, I do get frustrated. But when I'm on vacation, it feels like everything in my life goes can go on pause, you know, and mm-hmm. no expecting anything of me. Yeah. Well, it's that's the thing about being in burnout is the things that we probably already kind of struggle with on an, any given day feels so impossible to like whether that's texting people back whether that's you know keeping up with organizing our space around us or you know being able to prioritize self-care like whatever it is those things are a million times harder so to actually work through you know so when we go through these types of topics I just want to note that I recognize like it's so much easier to just say these things and to just be like, do this, but actually utilizing these, don't be anxious, but actually like utilizing these tools in the moment, I recognize it's so difficult. And I think that the best time to kind of, you know, gather this information is obviously when we're feeling good and when we can kind of absorb it more. So I recognize that it's not always as easy as we make it sound. Yeah. And I think that's like such a good asterisk. And the other question I want to ask you is I feel like a lot of the time people have misconceptions about like the period of burnout, like that they feel like they should only be burnt out. Like, so you finish a really tough work week and then you can be burnt out for the weekend and then you Mm -hmm. have to get back on it on a Monday. But like, I've had burnout periods that last weeks, weeks. Oh my gosh. Even months sometimes. I think I'm even in right now a period of burnout where like I'm struggling with a lot of different aspects of my life and just getting control of it. And while I can function to a certain degree on a day-to-day basis, like I can show up to work and I do my job and I can do that well, it does feel like a lot of other stuff is suffering. Mm-hmm. So that's really hard. Yeah, no, it definitely, it's, it's a lot. And with these suggestions, 
I also want to say like, we're not meant to just like fix everything, do it all at once. Like that's a lot. So take whichever pieces of this resonate and just remember, it doesn't have to be all of them. It can be like one small shift. The first thing I have on here, you've already kind of mentioned, but I have written literally like stop with the guilt and the shame. Oh my God. And I know that literally that sounds like, don't be anxious. Like I'm telling you guys, like, just like stop doing something that honestly, a lot of us kind of just do automatically and naturally. But before anything else, you cannot, we cannot guilt ourselves out of burnout. Like that's the guilt isn't what motivates us or the shame, you know, feeling like, oh, well, I should have been able to do this today. That's not the thing that's going to get us up and going. It just, honestly, it like never is. I feel so guilty all the time, all the time. I just, I feel guilty about reacting to things. I feel guilty about not reacting to things. Like I run the gamut of feeling guilty. And I think that is a really good first step because you can't accomplish anything if Mm -hmm. you're constantly shaming and guilting yourself. Like anything else on your, on this list, you're not going to be able to do. And feeling and being able to kind of be there as a support for ourselves, as opposed to just like feeling, adding more guilt, which is just, we're already dealing with this. The next thing, asking yourself, how can I better meet my needs a little bit more? And so again, this doesn't mean we have to all of a sudden in one day do 20 different things that are new or different, but what is like one, how can you meet your needs like 1% more than you did yesterday. Totally. That makes a lot of sense. And I think it's good to just like, that doesn't mean waking up. If you want to start waking up a little earlier, you don't have to wake up at 5am and work out and you know, blah, blah, blah. But like for me, I started taking a probiotic. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> that's huge. I didn't expect that to be like cheer worthy. I think that's for me. And like, I, I always think like, okay, I need to get my gut health under control. My stomach hurts all the time. I need to take supplements. I need to do blah, blah, blah. Really all I'm doing, the first thing I'm doing is I'm just taking one probiotic. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah. I'm glad that that's been helpful. I wasn't trying to invalidate. (laughs) Yeah, rude. Maybe take a probiotic. Maybe I need to. I'll send you a link. (laughs) Use code SAM at checkout. Influencer SAM. Um, Also, not, this is like, I recognize that Sam is not Sam's photo. Sam, we don't have photos together. Like people probably think that I make this podcast like all about me, like with the photos and the Instagram pages, mainly me. It's not that guys. Like Sam and I have no photos together. Asking me too, to be a part of the branding and stuff. And I just like, we don't, one, we don't have any photos together too. I realized I don't have a single professional photo taken of me since my high school graduation, I mean, my college graduation photos five years ago. Like, I've been asking for months for one photo from this girl. <laughs> I am not an influencer. That's so funny. Um, well, there was something I sent her last night that was like, um, are they really your best friend if you don't have a single photo together? I'm like, that is true. Like, the amount of places we've gone, trips we've gone to, and we have, like, probably two photos together. And we're not going to make the podcast cover photo a picture of like us um like in some suit remember we were like what what were we doing we did a we did the sydney harbor bridge climb and they make you put on a jumpsuit (laughs) no there was so much 
wind. I know the wind was really blowing me in the right direction. It was like making my hair go and it was really great for me. Yeah. So that's like our only option. And I look god awful in that photo. So we're not putting that anywhere. (laughs) Anyways, I don't even know why I started talking about that. Anyways, moving on. The third thing I think is really important and it's recognizing that something right now is not working in terms of like something needs to change because so often we kind of like you were talking about how long these burnouts can last. Like even if we give ourselves, you know, a weekend or a couple days and then we go back to exactly what we're doing, it's a cycle. It's going to happen again and it's going to keep happening. And so obviously we want to really be able to look inwards and be like, okay, I have to be honest with myself and support myself here. And like something about this is not working. So how do we do this? A couple different things. I know I brought up making a brain dump list last week and I'm bringing it up again because how do we actually start with being able to see like what things do we need to change? What can we keep the same? And it starts with making a brain dump of like, what are we doing every day? Where is our energy going? Sometimes we don't even realize how much we've put on our plate because we'll forget, you know, and then we're just going through the motions. And I always feel so guilty that I'm not doing enough. And then if I press myself about what I'm doing, I realize I'm doing too much. Mm -hmm, Definitely. And then all of those, and then all those things get like half or less than half effort or like negative effort. Again, with like, we can't manage what we can't see, you know, and if it's in front of us, we can actually see it all and, and work through it. And so Once you have your brain dump of like everything you're doing, you kind of want to be able to ask yourself, which of these things do I need to absolutely keep doing? Like, which is a priority? What can I stop doing? What can I delegate to someone else? Which we have a whole episode on delegating, if you haven't heard that yet. What can I make easier? Like, what can I use technology to kind of take off my plate? What can you you automate? automate exactly which goes a little bit into delegating as well but this is also like it might take a little bit more effort on the front end of like adjusting a task to be a little bit more automatic but then in the long run it is supposed to save us you know energy and yeah brain space those are all really good tips next two are kind of two that go hand in hand so the first one is boundaries like being able to set boundaries with the people around us and being able to say no because again Whatever we're doing right now that's gotten us into this like deep burnout, we need something to change. And so we're probably saying yes to too much. We're probably putting too much on our plate, you know? I have realized recently, and you and I have had, we don't really ever talk about our dating life a lot, but like Mm -hmm. you and I have had a lot of conversations over the past couple days about like the way that I interact with people that I'm interested in or not interested in and whatever. And I've realized that. I like have no, I do not know how to say no. I don't, with guys especially, like, and talking and stuff, I'm, you know, you can kind of tell who you're interested in and if you vibe relatively quickly in a conversation. But like, I really struggle when I've realized that I'm not interested in someone in voicing that in a way that's like productive and helpful for both of us. Like that's been a huge, huge thing for me. So it's just, you know, I think like, learning your boundaries and learning how to communicate it in a way that doesn't make, that doesn't add to the guilt is really, mm-hmm. really, really important. The other day, I'm sorry, I'm going to put you on blast real quick. I'll take it out if you don't want me. No, do it. Okay. So there was someone that Sam was seeing for a little 
while. And then she just wasn't really interested in him. I could just tell the way that you were talking about it and everything. And it's nothing that he did. He did. He continued to be a really, really wonderful guy. Yeah. He kept texting her. And you were saying to me, you were like, but I just don't know what I'm supposed to say. I'm like, you're supposed to tell him that you're not interested in seeing him anymore. Like this went on for like a couple of weeks. And you're just like, but I just like every time you'd said something, you're like, but I just don't know what I should say. I'm like, you should say you're not <laughs> seeing him anymore. That felt like I hadn't even thought of that. No, she was floored. She was like, Lord. And I'm not, I know like people listening and even when I listen to it, I'm like, am I okay? Like, (laughs) of course, but you know, for me, this is something that I really, really, really struggle with. I read something about it, but it was like pretty much givers are going to keep giving and obviously takers are going to keep taking. And I think for a lot of us that like overcommit to just so many things, like this is such a challenge and it's just so difficult to say no. So it does get easier with time, but it's something we really have to practice to prioritize our mental health. Yeah. The last thing is knowing when we can pull ourselves out of something with the tools that we have and with the people around us and with the supports we already have in our life versus when we do need to kind of seek additional support, like whether it's more support from a professional, whether it is communicating with our bosses or people at work about our mental health. We have to be able to be realistic and say, am I able to just kind of make some changes to pull myself out of this? But at certain times we do need more support Mm -hmm. and recognizing that there's nothing wrong with that at all. Yeah. Yeah. Leaning on people. I mean, and asking for support in different ways is important. Like the way that I communicate with my boss is very different than the way I communicate with you, obviously. Right. But, you know, my boss offers me support and you also offer me support. And both of those things I need, you know? So mm-hmm. I do think a lot of it is in communication with ourselves and with other people. And we say this literally every time, but it gets easier with time. It does. And we just have to kind of know that it's okay if we might have been able to work through something in the past at different times, our capacity to handle things looks different. And that's just part of, I think, ADHD as an adult, you know? I love this visualization of like your life. It's not a straight line. It's like up and down and backwards and forwards. And, you know, I don't, I think like so often we get caught up in the, we have to be moving forward in order to be making progress. But I just think you have to be moving. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if it's forward or backwards or sideways or, you know, even sometimes if you take a break, but if you're general, trajectory is just movement in general. Like, you know, I think that that's, that's all that you can ask of yourself. Yeah. That's all that I would ask of other people, you know? <laughs> yep. For ourselves, we're like, no, you need to do everything perfectly <laughs> and that not get burned out. That you tell me that you had a tough day and you did, you made a mistake or whatever. I'm like, of course you did. Like, you're not perfect. You're just human. But the minute that I do that, I'm like, oh, disgusting. Seriously. That's how I, that's, I really feel like that's sometimes how I talk to myself. I'm really working on it. Do you have any fun plans this weekend? It's our weekend. No, no fun. I mean, not, I don't have any unfun plans. I don't really have any plans. I think I'm going to go to a farmer's market tomorrow. That sounds fun. Yeah. Work on my slicked back ponytails. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. We're committed. I'm really, I was telling a lot of before this, I'm really, I know some of, I know some of our listeners have read this series. It's called A Court of Thorns and Roses. It's five books. 
Oh, um, you're telling them about the fairies. <laughs> yes. So I'm pretty obsessed. And I finished her first series. And now I'm starting on a different series that she wrote called. Now, please explain to the listeners what this is about. Uh, now you're putting me on blast. Okay. I read a lot, like a lot. And I never have read fantasy. Like, I guess the most fantasy I ever read was Twilight, but I feel like we all read Twilight, you know? I loved Twilight. So my friend Sierra has begged me to read A Court of Thorns and Roses for so long. She like lent me all of her copies. They were sitting, they were seriously getting dusty on my bookshelf. And she asked me about it for like the 10th time. And I went away last week to California and I was like, I guess I'll just bring the first one with me. And they're pretty thick. They're like 500 pages, like that thick probably. And um, I finished the entire first book in two days. It was so good. It was so good. The main, one of the main characters, his name is, his name is Reese, but it's spelled R-H-Y-S. Oh. I know. I don't know. Um, And he's now my boyfriend. I'm in love with him. I'm straight up in love with him. So. You know the audio or like the TikTok audio that's like, I am off to see my husband. <laughs> I'm happy. I'm ha- that, happens. that happens every time I open this book. I mean, I am like a little, and I text Sierra about it all the time. I'm like, I'm really embarrassed about the feelings that I have for this fictional man who grows, he grows wings when he wants. He's a bat. Seriously. That's the weird part. That's what I was waiting for you to tell the people. Oh, um, oh and a lot of the books are pretty dirty. Like they're that, so it's it's in there. sexual fairy books. Yes. <laughs> this is how I feel about the men in Bridgerton. It is super similar. Honestly, if you guys have ever watched a fictional show or read a fictional book and just felt like you could fall in love with this man – that's what it is. And what it really is, is that it's just romance written from a woman's perspective. Yeah. So. Um, wait, have you seen all the Bridgertons and Queen Charlotte? No, I haven't yet. You haven't seen Queen Charlotte yet? No. Is it good? Oh, it's so good. I'm so curious which one everyone's favorite is. Yeah. So let us either. know. Please, please, please let us know if you've read any of the A Court of Thorns and Roses books or if you've seen any of the Bridgertons. Yeah, because yeah, and send in your best slick back hairstyles. <laughs> I'm really just asking a lot of you guys. This I know week. this is a lot. You know, take this so that next time you're feeling a little bit stuck or you are in burnout, you kind of have a little bit more, you know, some more new tools ready to go. Totally. Well, thank you guys so much for listening, and I hope that everybody has a lovely rest of your week. Yeah, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Talk to you next week. Have a good one. As always, thank you guys so much for joining us for this week's episode. You can find me on Instagram at coaching by Alana, and you can find the podcast on Instagram at absolutely.adhd. Don't forget to like, subscribe, follow, write us a review so we can help share this information with more of you. As always, thank you so much for the support, and we will talk to you next week.